Welcome to the Soulful Sound Podcast. This podcast is about celebrating the leaders, teachers, and coaches who guide fellow humans to connect, heal, and discover themselves so they can express their gifts into the world. I am Simone Niles, a coach, sound healer, vocalist, and author. Thank you for being here with me today. Yes, uh, what a good laugh before starting, huh? (laughs) I am excited and honored to welcome you again with me today. I have Dr. Saida Desile, who is a body philosopher, counterculture creatrix and advocate for sexual sovereignty. With a PhD in transpersonal psychology, her research has opened the doors to helping women worldwide to reclaim, enliven and ignite their erotic genius. Woohoo! Now, Saida is also my bestie. So some of you might have seen her on some of my past podcast episodes. I happen to be very fortunate to have her on a few of mine and hopefully many more in the future. And the reason I wanted us to come together today, Saida, is because I've had a lot of questions, certainly from my community, around the topic of sisterhood. What sisterhood really means, what is what is having a sister really involve? And by that, I'm not referring to biological sisters, though, of course, we'll incorporate that into the discussion because we're all sisters in that way. Um, but I wanted to, well, not all sisters biologically, but all sisters, I want us to look at both sides. Um, but mostly just to have a conversation, just very open, honest, as we do between us being very good friends. I call you my sister. You know, we call each other sisters for a reason. It isn't something that I call everyone. um, And there's a reason for that. And at the same time, I just wanted to kind of touch in on that so that we can either define somewhat or redefine what sisterhood is or could mean for people in their Mm. lives. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I threw a lot at you in one go. (laughs) Yes, it's really, really great to be here. I always love when we talk, as you know. Yes. Uh, but especially in service to others. And so I definitely hope that the things we share today will help the people watching to understand sisterhood a little better, maybe choose to cultivate it, mm. and also understand perhaps the challenges that can come with this type of relationship. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, I looked at a couple um, definitions. I wanted to see what is the definition out there right now of sisterhood apart from the biological piece, like I said, you're born and you have a sister. It doesn't necessarily speak to sisterhood as we know in that you can have a biological sister, but not necessarily have that really close and, you know, well-nurtured or cultivated relationship with that person. I'm fortunate that I do with my, my sister. Um, And so I guess somewhat that's an example of what could have been expanded out into the world with my friends. Um, And the definition was something along the lines of um, the solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences, or concerns. And this is from the Webster Dictionary, and we had a few others that are very similar. I'm not sure that I think that's a great example of it. And I'm curious as to your (laughs) thoughts. That is the definition in the dictionary. The solidarity of women based on shared conditions, experiences, or concerns. Um, Yeah, it feels very much like a business uh, description. Yes. So for me, sisterhood is not about business. It's about love. Mm. It's about intimacy. It's about uh, really allowing yourself to be seen and to truly see more than just a friend. So that with friends, sometimes our friends, they're not always there for us. There are certain limitations. A sister, you kind of, when, when you choose to call someone a sister, you know that even if you have a falling out and an argument, the relationship's not going away. With yeah. a friend, friends are very uh, fickle and conditional. So one moment they love you and the next moment they never want to talk to you again. With a sister, it's not like that. So I think for me, love, respect, connection, intimacy, uh, far more than that Webster definition is what yes. resonates in my body. Yes. And I think even just based on our my experience with you, we've come from very different cultures, very different conditions. Surely in the past six years of our friendship, we have cultivated experiences together. Um, but there's so many, uh, we share some of the similar concerns, but we have so many things that are vast. It just feels very um, 
limiting that that description for me, which is why I wanted to touch on it first. It's a superficial description Mm -hmm. of sisterhood. I think it's the convenient, you know, uh, there's a lot of marketing now for sisterhood and we all, you know, we are the sisters who fight against, you know, breast cancer or we're the women who fight against violence against women or, you know, these kind of uh, either a political thing that's going on or some kind of movement, or it could even be, you know, a knitting club. And some people decide from that knitting club that they're, you know, knitting sisters. But for me, I would prefer if we could take the discussion deeper. I think what the people are asking for at least in my world, and I'm assuming in your world, Definitely. is a genuine curiosity of intimacy. And I want to start there because you know this. I've said this to you recently, and I've said it many times before. I could not have gone through, especially this last year, mm. had it not been for the depth of our intimacy, emotional intimacy, because what I had to move through required a lot of courage. And I don't know that I would have gotten through it as graciously as I had, and as uh, kind of reducing the impact of trauma, let's say, as much as I could, uh, if I had not, had not had our connection, because I was left untethered in the world, just kind of mm-hmm. flailing around. This is a very personal story. It's not public story, but it's a personal story. And because of your presence in my world, it was like a, a, a place that I could find solid ground, even though a lot was moving around me. And um, so it gives me a sense of confidence, almost like I can do whatever I can or want in this world, because there's this one unshakable person in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow, sometimes for me, because relationships come and go, and sisters, they could be lifelong. So I kind of have this, although we haven't known each other for our whole lives, there's a sense of that I will. And yes. at least I desire to. Yes. <laughs> um, so there's a sense of continuity. So maybe you would we would see each other through different iterations of uh, career things or relationship things or, you know, whatever, different stuff going on. Mm-hmm. But the consistency of the sister connection and being there for each other on this adventure called life. And as you said, we don't need identical conditions to feel sister. No. We're very no. different people in some ways, incredibly yes. different. Yes. And I think that's what makes it really interesting. Definitely does. Certainly for me. And I really am appreciative of your, I mean, I know you've said this to me recently, but I really appreciate you bringing that up because it means a lot that what you are wanting to cultivate or nurture for your, for someone else is being felt and seen and heard. Um, because that's certainly what I would want and wish for you. And, and that's what I have reflected to me as well in our friendship, you know, and I think what I would want to know in that, is that something that you think just naturally happened? It was just like, we met, I know our story, but I want to know to the depth of what you're speaking to. We met and it was love at first sight. Yes, I know this. Did we, how, where along the lines of our friendship, did you really sense that depth? Because there is a getting to know someone, there is a cultivating experiences together, et cetera. So tell me a little bit about that. Well, you, you're fun from the second I met you, like mm. the, that was amazing. Of course, I was like, how could you not love Simone Niles? I mean, you're just, oh. you're an impeccable, a love fest. <laughs> and beautiful human being that, that's just, you're fun. I mean, we, we met at a conference. It was a business conference, which can be kind of boring, but we spiced it up. Um, you know, we did, we were on the dance floor fairly quickly that evening together and had a lot of fun. So you have this element, which is often what we think friends should be is the people we're predominantly having fun with, but mm. where I felt, oh, this is different, was how you listened. Mm. And not only how you listened, you dared, you dared to confront me on things. And I appreciated that because the majority of people I know, they would rather collude with my story and pander to whatever's going on than listen and go, yeah, but you have a role in that chaos that was created Mm -hmm. or have you thought about this part of you know what's going on have you questioned looked at it this way and so when you the first few times that happened I went oh wait a second this woman has depth she's actually cares not only about having fun with me but she cares about my growth Mm -hmm. and so 
that was really rare for me because I, as you know, I hold space for a lot of people and it's very, very rare that I feel safe to reveal myself and you, the way you showed up, you weren't like, okay, I'm a safe person. And I promise I won't, you know, you didn't do any of that. You just are that. Mm -hmm. So I think it's the quality of presence you offered me. Um, In the relationship, initially, I felt it was really one-sided because I was going through so much and I kept calling you in the middle of the night. (laughs) Thankfully, with the time zones, it wasn't in the middle of your night, but, you know, Um, and and you were always there and very responsive. And again, like I said, giving me that what sisters would do is hard, uh, you know, sometimes hard love or, you know, fierce compassion. Mm. Mm. Thank you. Wow. It's, it's wonderful to have that reflected. How do people out there wanting to cultivate this type of depth between their sisters, how do they practice that more? So you picked up on deep listening. You picked up on um, challenging you and noticing the blind spots and, you know, reflecting something back to you, not colluding with your story. There's so many beautiful elements in there. How would you say well, what would you say to people who think, well, how do I really go about doing that? Yeah. Well, the first thing is uh, practice listening, like really listen. And, and what you and I often do with each other when it's a difficult share, let's say, is we will often repeat what we think we heard. Mm -hmm. And then we give a feedback based on how it lands in our own body. So we might say, Hmm, is there a little bit of anger behind that comment or something like this? And the other person says, no, not really. But then yeah. later it turns out there was, but yes. you know, it's one of those things that we can do for each other. But what I want to point out is when we do give reflection, so this is something to practice. It's really important because it builds trust. When we give each other that hard love, that fierce compassion, I sense, and correct me if I'm wrong, but at least coming from me to you, I, I always want to uplift you. Yes. So my intent is to uplift you. My experience in the past and what has made me mistrust a lot of women is they'll use my vulnerable information to attack me later, to gain advantage or to hurt me or to whatever. You have never once ever done that. So that is a skill. And we have to be aware of when someone's being vulnerable and sharing and showing us something, do you want to go there? One, if you don't, maybe this isn't the right person to deepen a relationship with. If you do, can you understand that that is sacred? And you and I have code language. We're like, okay, that's going in the vault or, you know, Mm -hmm. we have these different Mm -hmm. code pieces that we share with each other. But in general, I think, what is your intent? And do you have the capacity for that depth of intimacy with this particular individual? Sometimes our capacity varies depending on the individual. Now, what makes it easy to relate to you, which is another thing we all can practice, is you're um, a self-soothing woman. You self-soothe yourself. You can take yourself through things. So I never feel like I'm drowning in your experience or like you're kind of grabbing onto me and trying to drag me down or Mm. um, even though there's been moments that have been incredibly difficult, I still feel like your sovereignty within those moments. And because of that, I think, and maybe I do the same, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but because there's that sense, then I don't feel responsible for you. Mm. I can sit in the fire or the shit or the whatever with you and be there as you move through it yourself. So I think that's a very important skill set is not to therapize, be the therapist or counselor or coach for a friend, though those Mm. skill sets can be useful. Of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, you know, the word sacred stood out for me because I think, what I notice in the depth of our relationship and what I think is often the, the, the missing piece in many people, people wanting to cultivate sisterhood and wanting to feel, you know, what you've expressed just now is that sacred piece, that reverence and respect for the other. Uh, And I, and I know the self-soothing part. (laughs) I talk a lot about taking responsibility for your own shit knowing when it's yours, knowing what's yours. And I, and because I talk about this, I practice this. 
it's it's an incredible incredibly important thing for me certainly in my friendships as well not that you're you can't go down into the depths of hell and express something that's incredibly painful but equally you express it and sometimes we have conversations or rather we have interactions where we're not even talking at all mm-hmm. we're just sitting and breathing for each other with each other and we're just sitting in in silence and holding the space for each other knowing that one or the other might be going through something incredibly diff- difficult at the time what i find really um useful in in my sisterhood with you and this is something that i think is a skill but also it's quite natural for you is your questioning and of course with the work that you do around desire and you know all of that um that wonderful energy that comes with that is often when you're in your worst moments or you're feeling you know like you really need support your questions which again with the intent of uplifting are very uplifting it's well what would you want what would you desire what would the best outcome be what if you could feel everything you need to feel but on the other side there's what what would that be and there's always this leaning into possibility leaning mm-hmm. into curiosity leaning into this okay i don't i have permission to feel like crap but i also know that on the other side of that there's something else because you've already told me that if you like it's a great reflection and reminder in moments where things feel hard yes so i think that that is an it's a beautiful um thing to think about in sisterhood as well holding the space but also it's as you said with that intent to uplift how do you practically do that those kind of questions those kind of leaning into something different so that you don't have to stay in the space of of the the pain let's say yeah. as um longer than you either need to or want to yeah exactly yeah. and i think the other thing that i love about connection i think it can be practiced uh because women often they're very competitive and they compare themselves and they you know there's a lot of things that happen there and i with you it's you're one of the rare humans where i can be even completely naked with because uh, we've done that you yes. <laughs> changing in a lot of like <laughs> um, or even just at the beach you know i'm never self-conscious around you i always feel very free i don't feel like you're looking at me comparing yourself to me and i hope that you feel the same in my presence because i i just adore you sure. and i celebrate you and we're we have very different bodies you and i like you yes hair like everything's so different now. <laughs> And you so think? <laughs> I, I think it's just like, I really enjoy that. Whereas I've been with some women who claim to be friends and the whole time I'm uncomfortable because maybe I'm picking up their self-judgment or their criticisms of me. They're kind of nitpicking or staring like how many wrinkles does she have or how many stretch marks does she have? Or, you know, her boobs are smaller than mine or whatever the thing is. And it's so uncomfortable. So I think genuine sisterhood, we are different in our bodies. Yes. And there's a, a piece that needs to be very relaxed. I've had some very intense moments in sisterhood. I remember an, another woman I also consider a sister. She had to have, just for medical reasons, had to have an at-home abortion. So uh, she couldn't keep the child and they, she had to do it at home. And I had to be, I was there with her as, you know, watching you know I had to watch over her because it's something very intense and I mean to witness someone go through that much physical agony and then the emotional agony of losing a child and like Mm -hmm. all of this stuff you know so there was a lot there but the ability for me to be there and really be unfussed Mm -hmm. and just be her rock and you know that kind of thing I think that's what defines a sister from a friend because not many would be willing to stomach such an experience and bring beauty to it and bring care to it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think it's very important point to make in sisterhood. There's this uh, ability you get stretched. I have to say in sisterhood, right? You get yes. stretched, but you want to stretch and you want to stretch because you realize here's a human being that I respect no matter what. And yes, Mm -hmm. sometimes she's going to make choices that I wouldn't make, but it's not up to me. It's her choice. Mm -hmm. And can I at least be there for her? And I can push a little 
to question, are you in integrity? Is this really a true choice for you? And then if it's a true choice for her, why not stand behind her, even if it's not a choice I would personally make? Yes. Yes. I think that's beautiful. Respecting, honoring, and thinking about it from not judging the body, but not also not judging the choice. And I think that's incredibly important. I think, you know, even for you and I, I think what you've done for me a lot in our friendship is take me to take me to walk with me, but certainly point at edgy things that I would not not have necessarily found on my own or looked at on my own. And I know this is a lot of the work you do, you know, talking about igniting and enlivening women. I mean, I'm, I am very honored to be a massive benefactor of that, all of that lovely, wonderful magic. Um, but this kind of taking someone to the edge um, and, and daring them to be bold with it and daring them to come alive in those moments. And what I'm, what I'm fascinated about in that, because you mentioned earlier about the challenging or the pointing out blind spots. I want to talk about it from the other side of not that there's anything that you need to point out that you're not doing, or maybe you haven't seen, or maybe see it this way, but Hey, we're on neutral ground, but have you even checked this side out? What's going on over here? There is something in that, um, Certainly that appeals to me because growth is a very big value of mine. I want to grow as an individual, as a person in all different facets. And for that, it takes also someone taking you out of your comfort zone. Yes. How important is that in sisterhood for you? Yes, I think we've definitely done that for each other. I think it's very important. Um, I think that's the adventurous side of sisterhood. And because Mm. you trust the person and you usually have fun with them, then I'm like, hey, have you tried this? And you're like, no. And then you go and you're like, whoa, I'm going to do that again. Yes. Uh, so <laughs> we have these moments like yes. this uh, mm-hmm. that I think is amazing. The other part I want to mention is a de- there's a degree of sisterhood, which is different than friendship, where there can even be an involvement with the intimate life. So, for example, I'm very intimate with your family. Yes. Everyone knows when you and I are talking because it's a ruckus usually. Um, That is a place of deep honor for me to even just be slightly welcomed by another person's family when we're not married and, you know, know, we're friends. Um, But that your kids would be so open, your partner's open, your parents are open, Mm -hmm. you know, your siblings are open. I've just felt really loved. And you haven't met so much my side of the family because, um, you know, I'm closer yes. to your part of the world than yes, we're close yes. to them. <laughs> but I know the moment you would meet my family, they would embrace you deeply and celebrate you. And so that's a form of intimacy that I think is another description of sisterhood is it is like family. And mm-hmm. there are things that you do for family you wouldn't do for friends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's very, very important uh, facet. A, a deeper layer of it, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. that's beautiful. And not I that do. that's necessary, because it's no, not always necessary, but it is a privilege and an honor to have that. Of course, yeah, yeah of course. No, I understand that if there are different levels. This thing, kind of what you started with, so I understand that it won't be like that for everyone. It's not a prerequisite that this is, if you're not, if you don't have this, if you're not in with the family, you ain't a sister, right? Yeah, that's right. If you so. can't work, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not allowed in my house. No twerking. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, I don't like that word. Okay. So <laughs> yes. I wanted, I wanted to ask you about, you, you mentioned competition and I wanted to ask you, do you think just like in certain situations, there is healthy competition? Do you think there's room for competition in sisterhood? How does it work when it's healthy? Well, I think it would be the healthiest competition for me is when we inspire each other. So say I'm doing really well in my business and there's a facet of that that's exciting for you. There can be a little bit of like, not competent, but you know, that kind of creative competition. competition. Yeah. I want that too. Um, And, (laughs) and so then because you want it, then I'm like, Oh, maybe I should do it more. And so, so whatever, there's this really wonderful, again, it's more of an uplifting form of competition. Yes. Um, With you, I've, like I said, I think competition without comparison maybe is the way to go Mm -hmm. where you're uh, 
I don't even know if competition is the great word, but it's the motivational force. It's the yes. inspiration, the motivation, the thing that you're maybe, you know, you're an amazing singer. I, I can only sing in the shower, really. So, you know, there's this thing. So you say, I've heard you sing many times outside of the shower, but okay, we'll, another topic, we another fight. time. This is where we don't agree. <laughs> so, but there could be a part of me that shuts down because I've had trauma around my voice and I'm not, a, you know, in my opinion, a great singer. And then I listen to you and I'm like, you're healing people around the world with the power of your voice. So there could be um, an, an insecurity that could arise for me around mm-hmm. that. Yes. There never has been. There never mm-hmm. has been. You've always, you know that that's an area of trauma and pain for me. And you've always held a very soft, welcoming space. And you, you and we sing to together see. a lot. Yeah, we have we had road trips singing all the way to old soul tunes, girl. Oh, yeah, tunes. I know your voice well. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying there. Oh. Some, for some people, they could uh, take advantage of that to boost their own ego. To, to, I've had many times friendships with women where they're more interested in lowering me so they can feel uh, higher in, in their reality, their world. And um, that's not what we have here. So no, no. I think, again, to make it practical for everybody watching. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to make this part of the conversation a little more practical because... So how do we do these things where we uplift rather than put down in order to feel good, all of that? It takes a lot of inner work. So with regular relationships, when I coach, you know, part, people who are partnered, I always say, what's on your gourmet plate? Are you coming to this connection with an empty bowl going, fill me up, fill me up, fill me up? Or are you coming to this connection really offering a part of yourself that's generous and you can give freely and there are no conditions to it. Mm -hmm. That takes work, right? Because the majority of us at some point, we're like lonely or we're whatever the thing is, we have this need, we have the little beggar's bowl, like, oh, I'm really like, wish I had a friend and I'm by myself or this is boring or, you know, whatever it might be that's missing. Yes. I need a wing wing woman. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, there's that beggar's bowl kind of approach. Mm-hmm. So that solo cultivation, that love of self, that ability to be with oneself, that ability to uh, understand like, what do I have to offer this other person? What are my gifts that I can bring to the table and give freely and give abundantly? Mm-hmm. So I think for the listener, just sitting back for a moment going, well, what is it that I bring to relationships and what yes. are my gifts and what are the things I do so naturally? It's like breathing, but to someone else, mm-hmm. a precious jewel. And think about it and know those resources because yeah. we have to appreciate that as well. Yeah. I'm so glad that you took it inwardly because it's, I mean, I, I had it on my little note to bring it up, that kind of working on self, just like you would in any other relationship. You know, I, I often, it's, it's, so, it's often the case where you think, well, as you ask me often, well, what would you love? What would you love in sisterhood? What would the best scenario be? What would that look like? How would that feel to have that sacred other in your life that's, you know, walking alongside you? Um, and then also do what you do those things for somebody else. Don't have the expectation that they're out there and they're going to come to you and then you can just stay where you are and be that. Um, be wherever you are it is it does take work but it takes having high standards so I don't know if you know this I think I told you this because I feel like I've told you everything right but when I um before I met you I made a conscious decision to I would say upgrade and up level a lot of things in my life my work my relationships a lot of stuff like that and one of the things that I said to my hubby was I really just want to up level my friends now I have incredible friends But at that time, way back, I was feeling like there was something more that I wanted from friendship and sisterhood. There was something more in some situations that I feel like, could I find this in one person? Um, Because I mean, I have bits of it across across my friend's pool. Um, So I actually left um, the UK with that intention when I flew over to LA or wherever it was in California. And when I met you, that love at first sight for me was also an aha moment of, ah, I asked for this. 
I worked, I worked for it. I work on myself. I do the work. I know what I give to other people. I know what I deserve. And then I, I met you and that was it. I just thought that is it. And I had no idea how, how it would unfold, obviously. Um, but you know, the, you know, obviously our, our story is our story, but it's, it's just one of those things that I also feel that when you are wanting to attract this type of level of friendship and depth in relationship, you need to work on that part of yourself so that you are in frequency with it. You wouldn't have turned up in my life 10 years ago, perhaps, or 15 years ago would have been fun if you did, but we were different people then. And I also feel there is something to the calling in of, of energy from other and, and out out of you into you that is is a very interesting piece and I know that we work a lot both of us in the energy energy fields the energetic world energy in general certainly for ourselves and our work I want you to touch a little bit on that that calling in piece mm-hmm. of something that is sacred and we call a lot of other things into our lives so we call those people and things into our life as well I agree yeah, so that would be exploring <clears throat> the question you've been saying throughout this time together here is what would you love? What what because often like I can speak from personal, I've been hurt by a lot of women in my life. So I have a lot of wounds around female relationships. So I could I for a long time didn't even have a lot of women friends and and my partner was like what is wrong with you? Why are all your friends old women? Like there's no young women in your life. And I'm like, I love my friends. I didn't care that they were literally more than twice my age. Mm -hmm. Um, And he's like, it's not right. You need some friends that are your own age. And and that's made me realize, oh, okay, yeah. Because the wounding had been so deep, I only trusted elders to, to be close to me. As you know, for me, I'm not an ageist, so I kind of have friends that are ranged from teenagehood to like (laughs) elder, elder. Yes. However, that started a a welcoming of, well, okay, what would I love? Because I've only been saying what I don't want. Mm -hmm. I don't want this and I don't want that. And I hate it when this happens and I hate it when that happens. And I was super clear on the the aversion, the the yucky part, which is often what we do in our culture. Mm -hmm. And to be tender enough with my own heart to go, ooh, what? what could I actually maybe possibly have if I gave my chance myself half a chance? Yeah. And that that's very vulnerable, especially if there's been a lot of wounding. Mm-hmm. And I actually remember more near the start of our relationship. Some, there was an incident that happened between us, something very small, mm-hmm. but I was so triggered. I just remember that. And because of my love and respect for you, I'm like, Oh no. What do I do with this? I really like her, but this is not, I'm, I want to punch her in the face right now. <laughs> yes, I remember. <laughs> yes. And so I came to you and you just heard me. You genuinely apologized. And then you understood that was that I needed that little area of my life needed to be handled a little bit differently. And so what I did there was I taught you how to love me in a way that I could feel more loved. Mm -hmm. And so there's a responsibility in taking a risk and going, you know, that thing that you said the other day, it really hurt. Mm -hmm. Not you're a bitch and you're this. It just, it really hurt. And here's what it looks like in the future Mm -hmm. where it wouldn't land as a hurtful thing. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yes. I think, Gosh, we've had maybe a handful, which is so, so minimum in in friendships in our entire time together of things that we brought to each other. And I think that that is key that one being able to bring it to each other, knowing that the intention isn't to blame the intention isn't to hurt. Or um, because, you know, we know that we have, we all have our own triggers, wounds, whatever they might be that we have to face. But in that facing that we can ask for what we want, that would be helpful for us to move through it so that eventually it becomes a scar, right? 
So I completely appreciate that. And and certainly the other way around, when I brought things to you, I brought them to you with, uh, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm sensing into. Um, It's not your responsibility, but you knowing is going to help me maneuver and move through it with much more ease and grace. And many times when that has happened, I find certainly in in those moments of um, challenge, they've brought us closer. Yes. Because it strengthens the bond between people and certainly in sisterhood when you can face hard things together and come out the other side of it. The other part I, I, we ha- I have to say, I just have to yes. say this. It's really important to cultivate this. So I want the listeners, maybe you can help me really stress this and using different words. Yes. I don't think we've ever put a particular condition for the love. And what I mean by that is I've had also experiences where unless you do this and this and this and this and this, the way I want you to be in the world, you need to behave the way I want you to exist. Then I don't trust you and you're a horrible person. That is so painful because it means that who I am intrinsically naturally is causing you pain. Mm -hmm. So we have never put those conditions you know, you haven't asked me to turn myself down or to hide certain things because I know I'm an intense energy ever, right? And whatever, the same goes with you. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't feel that we've put these conditions. We've helped each other learn how love looks like for one another, Mm -hmm. but we haven't put the conditions of behavior. Yeah. You know, unless you are, you know, you can't have any other friends you call sister or else we're not special. (laughs) Gosh, could you imagine? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I don't know if there's a better way to say what I just said, but it's, it's actually really important because I felt like when those conditions were put on me, I couldn't breathe and I felt panicked inside and I felt like, oh dear, everything I'm doing is triggering this human being. Mm. And so that's really important. I think with a sister, you natu- there's going to be an organic, natural exaltation. I don't think it's a, a yeah. difficult relationship from the get-go. I think there are mm. moments that you go through challenges, but I think as you have your 80-20 rule, there's 80% of it is fun and amazing and all of that. And yes, maybe 20%. I think for us is 90, 10, really. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say we're, we're, we're way above the 80, but that's, you can't get below that for me. <laughs> right. So maybe explain that a little more. I and, will. Yeah. Well, I talk about, I spoke about high standards earlier and I use this in relationships, you know, often not just sisterhood, but in relationships in general, I, life is precious. And I am very particular with the people that I spend time with. And if I give you my time, it's because you deserve my time, but also I know that I'm using my time well. That's in business, that's in life, that's in general. But when it comes to cultivating relationships for me that are close and sacred and important in my life, those closest and nearest and dearest, I use the 80-20 rule where for me, 80% of that relationship over, it's quantitative, it's over time, that would would be bring me more joy and positive things rather than the other way around. Now, when I'm in relationship with someone and it gets down to about 70, I'm uncomfortable. I get antsy. When it gets to 60, I question whether I should even continue and it never gets to 50. Let's put it like that. So those that are closest to me are and for me in my life at a very high standard of the choice of behaviors the choice of values, the way they view and see the world in a very open and non-judgmental, having judgments, yes, about things, but non-judgmental way. There are certain um, attributes for me that um, are embedded in my values that mm-hmm. I, I that I definitely seek out in other people. Um, and that isn't that I put those conditions on you. I actually put those conditions on myself. And so when you come into my space and then you meet those conditions and in 80% of the time, then I'm a happy bunny. Let's call it that. And so does it mean I like for you, you were talking about conditions and people putting conditions. My, I would say my MO in the past was actually to just back away. So I often didn't feel hurt in friendships because I just thought 
it's not worth it if you want me to be somebody else. And if you don't want me to be myself, because I'm going to be bringing my whole self to the table. And I talk a lot about authenticity in my work. And it's something I've practiced consciously for a very long time. Love me, hate me. I don't care. But I'm going to be me when I come into a space, which is what I know happened with you and I the first time we met. And I sat next to you and I was like, what's your name? And you told me your name. You said this name. And we were like, you know, triple S. And, yeah. and I knew I knew I was meeting a kindred spirit for a few reasons. One, yes, we had fun and it was lighthearted and everything like that was really cool. And like I like I always say, you dance to my kind of music that help that helps. Um, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but yes, you definitely do. But also there was um, there was a sense in me that I wanted to be around you. And I didn't know why at the time. I didn't know you from whoever else in the room. Right. But I wanted to be around you. And we were practically hanging out with each other for the whole time, even though we were doing things with different people. We were always kind of finding ourselves back to each other and that for me was something that didn't I didn't need to explain it with words it's this magnetism um and so coming back to the 80 20 there is this feeling for me in um making that conscious choice that I have a standard of this and I'm not willing to compromise that for anything else because I know that when I come into relationship with other I'm bringing my game which might not be compatible with yours. And it's okay for you to say, this ain't going to work. This woman ain't for me, or she's not going to be my type of friend or whatever. I want people to be this use discernment to make those decisions because it's important in terms of, yeah, whether you're choosing consciously a friend or just sensing into the possibility of something, which is what it was. There was two, two elements of that with us, the conscious intention of up-leveling and then the, "Hmm, I'm sensing into something with this person and I don't quite know why, but I want to be in her energy. Yes. So that magnetism, that at homeness feeling. So I think that's very important. You can't force sisterhood. I've had, I've literally (laughs) (laughs) had women text me through Facebook telling me they're my sister. Meanwhile, they're seducing my partner behind my back. Right. right. Lovely. Telling me that, you know, we're sisters and sisterhood, this and that. And I was like, you can shove that sisterhood up your, "Mm -mm," because (laughs) I don't want that kind of sisterhood. What "Mm is that? Like, it pisses me off that there's a, it's like blasphemy to the word sisterhood to me because it's a sacred relationship. And for someone who's being so rude and so horrible behind my back, Mm-hmm. to then profess that they're my sister mm-hmm. while attempting to, you know, do whatever. Uh, no. So mm-hmm. I think for the sake of the listener, maybe also think about what are your wounds around sisterhood and connection? What are the things that really don't resonate? Because they might be incredibly valid. Yeah. Because there are a lot of what I would call almost like charlatans in in the women's empowerment movement and in, you know, Oh, you're such a goddess. Meanwhile, behind your back, all this other stuff is happening or, mm-hmm. you know, you're my best, best friend for life. And then the next thing you know, that like they've stolen all your IP and they're gone. Like this is every, you name it. It's happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so and what I'm saying is you could be incredibly jaded like me and have like amazing amounts of trauma around women and still find someone who is a sister and so now I feel like a lot of my wounds around the feminine, they just organically healing because I'm able, I realize, well, actually I want to have a kind of, I said, I don't want any relationships with, with women. They're too complicated. And after a while, but you know, being nudged by my partner is like, you need girlfriends, <laughs> please go, go, go play with some women somewhere. Um, that has definitely healed. And then as we've gotten to know each other more, Uh, one of the things you and I love to do is intentional uh, kind of ceremonial experiences because we both love nature. We both love meditation um, and we both love, you know, a little bit of magic. So that's playful. That's fun. But it's also, there's a serious side to that, that many people don't share. And it was natural to go, Hey, um, I like to like, really me too. And there could be discoveries with a person where the things that you love most that you do alone that this other person would also love. And, yeah. and I, 
that to me that feels like some sisters for me are people who where you are allowed to do the things that you typically do alone and it's exalted in their presence. Mm, I feel that. And that's exactly how I feel about those specific things that you're talking about with you. It's like, oh, I don't need to be all woo-woo and witchy by myself. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, sister, right? Yeah. 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 I love, I love that coming together with those things that, yeah, I've done them alone for a very long time. And now here I can do this with someone else and learn from their experiences in it. They learn from mine. There are different ways of doing things and it's just, it's so beautiful. So I do deeply thank you because that's a very big part of our sisterhood. That's um, important to me. Yeah, that's wonderful. I love that. And so we speak about sisterhood. Now we spoke about some of the depth. I'm just going to come slightly back up to, we spoke at the beginning about the sisterhood, like the circles and people coming together, wanting to cultivate things like this. So with all the depth that we spoke about right there was it between you and I, mm-hmm. right? That was you, that was me in this scenario. How could we do that in a wider community in a wider setting when groups and things like that because I know you work a lot with groups yeah so well there's usually needs to be an intent a strong intent if you're going to create uh, a container a frame for an experience if there's no frame it's going to be chaos especially if women get together which is fine you can just have a chaotic (laughs) experience Uh, however what I find creates coherence and connection is the power of the frame or the intent. So with my group, say like the daring community that I lead, it's women, literally all age groups, uh, different class of life, different lifestyle, different cultures, different ethnicities, different sexual orientations, doesn't matter. But we are coming together with the intent to be even more sovereign in our being, even more daring in our life, even more connected to our desire and in the spirit of uplifting each other. So it's a very clear And if that kind of community doesn't resonate with you, you don't have to be in it. Yeah. But this is a voluntary, people come in voluntarily. They pay to be there. Um, You don't always have communities that are paid, but Mm -hmm. I find that when someone invests a little bit, they pay attention more. Mm -hmm. So, um, and even if the, the money's exchange isn't going to one person, but maybe you just, everyone puts five dollars or five pounds into like a a collective bowl and that goes towards I don't know a shelter for women or there's mm-hmm. something that you're doing collectively together to uplift not only uh each other but your community because this is important to me mm-hmm. that sisterhood the spirit of womanhood coming together has a positive lasting transformational impact on our families and communities. Mm-hmm. I do not like sisterhood being misused uh, to uh, be against life, to be against men, to be against this and against that. Um, I think it's an incorrect alignment. Yes, there are things we can be angry about because there's a lot of crap that's happening in the world. Yes. But we're more powerful when we stand for something than when we fight against something. Yeah. Love that distinction. Mm -hmm. So we come together. We're not super close like you and I, but there's a beautiful community. Mm-hmm. Then it takes a modeling because there isn't a healthy modeling of uh, genuine non-competitive community. And I have to say, I've succeeded do, to do that in my community. And it's, it's that community blows my mind every, I mean, I, I know. feel <laughs> really vulnerable and amazing in that community. And I don't have to be there. They just, they, they, they take care of each other. Mm-hmm. So that's because I've insisted that we recognize each other as powerful. I think that's really important in sisterhood. Mm-hmm. We're not coming together as victims. We come together acknowledging that each one of us is a powerful, sovereign person. Mm-hmm. Uh, we come together with, like, I'm going to do the best I can. Sometimes it's not going to be very good, but I'm going to do the best I can to be truthful, mm-hmm. to own my things, mm-hmm. to come from I, to to uh prevent myself from immediately coaching or, you know, taking over somebody's journey and really giving them the integrity and dignity to deal with what they're going through, but I'll sit with them. Mm-hmm. So these are all intentions, a frame that create really healthy coming together of sisters or women in, in, in a communal sense. Yeah. And then the thing that creates safety is 
people are going to need to know that what is shared within the realm of that space remains in that space. Yes. It is not gossip is the enemy of all hearts. Mm -hmm. You want to have people mistrust you. You want to break trust and love and connection. Use your word, your mouth, your spoken word the wrong way and gossip. You know what Simone's going through right now? <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's the in thing to collude. It's the in thing to gossip, but it yeah. creates a, a lack of safety. Mm -hmm. And whomever is more in their leadership, like the person who's holding the space of that community, or, you know, because there's always one or two or three people who do that. They are how they relate. If there's more than one, how the, the leadership relates to each other is huge. Mm -hmm. How the person in the leadership role deals with challenges, how the person in the leadership roles uh, models vulnerability, etc. So it's good to think about what are, it's almost like the manifesto, mm -hmm. you know, what are the things that we love, what we'd like, what we stand for and um, do those things elicit creativity, openness, connection, and relaxation. Because mm -hmm. I say that implicitly because I've come into things that had manifestos and it made me feel really uncomfortable. So uh, really look at that intent and just notice um, yeah. because you want people's uh, front body, especially the belly area, to be relaxed. Mm. And if that area starts to tighten and, and they start to protect themselves and cross their arms and all of that kind of business, mm -hmm. then the container isn't um, really supportive to genuine upliftment and, and also revealing of oneself. I think that's what creates connection when we can be really human together. Yeah. I love that. And I wanted you to speak to it because I knew you would use a different language in this setting, right? But at the same time, it is that um, microcosm, macrocosm thing. Everything you just described is what you do in our, in our friendship. As a very close friend, you hold a container, you've created a container, you've come with your values and your standards. I've done the same. And we don't have to speak those things out loud and say, here's what I need in our friendship, except, as we said, speaking to something in particular that might need some care. But there is this sense of this is this is what I'm holding. This space is what I'm holding. And a lot of stuff can fit in my container. And you are so powerful. I see you. I feel you. I know the power that that resides within you and that's reflected back and forth. And I think that that to me comes back to the individual journey of doing that for oneself, doing that for sister one, and then doing that and spreading that out into the community. So I love that you were able to talk about it in such a way um, that if I'm with you and I start to feel tense about something, I mean, we're close. So, you know, if I'm tense about something, it has nothing to do with you, but you sense in my body. And I know it, a lot of it comes from the work that we both do. I can say something's not quite up. What's up. You might be the other side of the planet. And I reach out and say, I'm feeling something What's going on because we're so attuned to, you know, our, each other's lives and we're interested and curious yeah. about what's going on with each other that, these energetic sometimes check-ins, but certainly physical check-ins is, is an a crucial part, I think, um, for ourselves, but also for our, our growing sisterhood. And I, I do ask myself sometimes, and, and, I, and I'm really in curious about this, like, can this get any deeper? Because, <laughs> because, you know, like, there was a point where it wasn't this, but it's been a while that it was. And I'm just like, I don't know, can it get deeper than this? I mean, we've lived together for a while. We've seen and heard everything that there's possible to hear under the sun between two human beings. Um, we've, we've cooked for each other, you know, everything that, you know, you know, that you would do um, when I mean, you know someone very well. <laughs> yeah. like, could it, can it get any deeper than this? Not that I'm really on a quest to make it so, but I do ask myself that question from time to time because I just think, wow, this is nice. Yeah, well, it's interesting because I think when you are in the very deep waters of the psyche, there is the abyss where you don't, there is no bottom, mm -hmm. but you're in the depths. And mm -hmm. so whether we get any deeper, I mean, when you're at 90 feet or 100 feet or 110 feet, it is deep. It yeah, is deep. I used, to, yeah. I used to be a scuba diver. So, you right. know, 
there's not anything a lot of, you haven't done. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of variance. Yeah. Once you're deep, it's just deep. So yeah, I, think, I love that. Yes. There might be some unusual deep sea creatures that come up and we're like, wow, that's cool. You know, didn't um, see that a few feet up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but what I also enjoy with all the depth is we're also very goofy and silly. So I just wanted yes. to bring that up that the element oh God, of yes. childlike wonderment and goofiness. And um, because I've had a few friends where it's just always really serious and it's always just talking about problems. Mm. And so what I appreciate about you is sometimes we don't talk. We just, we like, is it a dance moment? We text each other. Can we dance? And we put on yes. one song. We're both in a busy day. We have one dance. And then we hang up, Yeah, you know, it's, um, and I have, you have this wonderful way of hanging up on me. You're like, okay, I'm going to love you and leave you. And you just click off. And I love it because it's, it's, that's the fun part, the humorous part, the playful part. Um, And I think it's needed because as I said, just Mm. only bringing your problems to a person that you feel safe with. That's a therapist. Yeah, I was going to say that's definitely, definitely and something. Else. I've seen that a lot, and maybe because I am a psychologist, so a lot of people when they friend me, it's really like for free therapy. Um, so I'm like, do you have anything else to talk about than this problem? Because I've heard yeah. it like 20 times now, and nothing's changing. So <laughs> yeah, no, I've navigated that as well as a coach. Very often, being with people, and then it becomes this: I'm the coaching there you know, their challenges and so on and so forth. And um, something that I wanted to touch to very briefly, actually, as I'm talking about this, you mentioned, um, this is kind of more about the phases of relationship. You mentioned very early on that that was a point where I was there for you a lot when you were going through things. And at some point you might've thought it was one-sided. Now, of course, that's reversed many times back and forth. So it's not one-sided. But I wonder about those moments when we are in that space of, is this one-sided? Is this person there for me all the time and I'm not there for them? I want to speak to it because I know that in in the past for me, as I just spoke about the coaching, um, some of the people who, you know, I would would consider friends back in the day or acquaintances, potential friends became the almost client, though it wasn't my wish. Um, And I would be there for people just because that's my nature. If someone has something, I'm not going to say no, come into a coaching session with me unless that was the, that was relevant at the time. But the point I'm making is a lot of the time things felt one-sided where I didn't necessarily feel that I could go to them and open up about certain things because they wouldn't be able to hold it for me, but I was that for them. And that's fine. Now I wonder in, in, in situations where women might feel in sisterhoods, right. Where there's a a budding sisterhood, let's call it uh, like ours was knowing and differentiating that one-sidedness and really understanding what it is for what it is, as opposed to me thinking, I never thought it was one-sided, for example, I always thought I was there for you in the moments that you needed me the most. And I knew you'd be there for me. Just didn't happen. And thankfully that we don't have them happening at the same time all the time, yeah. because then, I mean, that would be an interesting thing. It's got to have that kind of, this is your moment and I need you. This is my moment. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I just want you to speak to that a little bit, because I think there is an element of it could go either way if it feels yeah. like that, certainly in the budding stages of sisterhood. I think I do remember actually checking in with you. I think I I remember just saying, this feels really one-sided and I'm really grateful for all the listening that you're providing right now. I need it. And I'm just scared that it's, you know, too much or, you know, I'm not really being there for you and maybe I'm not listening to you enough. And you came back with like, look, when I need you, I'll let you know. And right now I'm good. And like, you obviously clearly, so there was a check-in. So I think to, um, help the listener if you have that thought come up just ask check in and uh the other probably very natural thing about the two of us is we do check in yes naturally organically easily every once in a while Mm -hmm. it's just whenever the one or the other has an intuitive hit to go Mm -hmm. hey how are you doing is this still working for you and usually the answer is always yes Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so I think that check-in is, even if there's nothing going on, it feels nice that a person's like yeah. checking in a little bit. Yeah. 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 Okay, great. So I think for me, it's, it is definitely, that's a very practical check-in 
that's for sure. Um, and also the checking in with yourself as well, with which is, okay, so someone is needing me in this moment. Like for me, for example, intuitively, I think in times I knew that they weren't necessarily going to be what I said to you. Yeah, of course, I'm good now. When I need you, I'm going to call you. If you don't feel like that person is that for you, that's also okay. It might be that it's one-sided to a point, and then you can just decide this is a friendship that happens. You know, this is acquaintance or someone I see from time to time because I enjoy them and their company and they're lovely. But I know that that depth of, of sisterhood that we're talking about requires um, a movement of energy. It is a receiving and a giving that loop that is not conditional and it's not measured, but it's something that you sense and know to be true in that interaction with that other person. What? You don't keep a tally? Uh, let me think. Uh, let's see. <laughs> hey, it's my turn. <laughs> you talked all last week. <laughs> now be quiet and sit there and listen. <laughs> good thing you're good at it. <laughs> I think the other thing that we have that's very nice is a, a reverent irreverence. And, and I think that's important because again, it's that playfulness, but there's a, you and I tend to be very serious people. We can have that really serious side. And so I think it's nice to be able to poke fun sometimes, but knowing that that's coming from a place of respect. Mm-hmm. I've had friends who poke fun, but they do it in a way that's like, later I'm like bleeding from a knife <laughs> cut. You know, I'm like, why is there blood everywhere? Um, because what they said actually really hurt and it was intended to hurt. Um, so that reverent irreverence for each other where we're like, well, I'm not going to say it on the camera, but we call each other names and we. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. We definitely call each other names. <laughs> yeah. and, you know, we have a more the gangster <laughs> together, but I love it. I love that. And you know, that that it's always delivered with love. So yes. there could be, I mean, people don't have to have our style of sisterhood either. It's going to, they're going to develop their own. But what you'll find, and I'm going to go back to this point I made earlier, is it's just going to feel natural. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's even similar to like a, a partner, a life partner, where you already feel married to them long, 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 long before that question even gets popped. Yeah. There's there's that sense. And I think with genuine sisterhood or for for, for brothers, you know, there's a, a sense of it long before it's defined you you're like I just feel great I can't wait to hang out with this person how are they doing there's a natural constant enthusiasm and curiosity and care and delight and like oh how can I excite them how can I gift them it's I mean how many years are we in and I still every day like I'm excited to like hear from you I want to know how you are even though I know kind of how you are since we (laughs) yesterday (laughs) Um, yeah but I'm interested in the micro movements of your life I'm interested in your growth I'm interested in the insights I get excited by that I'm not bored whereas other people I'm like oh my god when is this conversation gonna end I want to get back (laughs) to my book um (laughs) it's terrible to say but hey and you talk for two minutes and it's been 10 years and you're like, no, I'm done. I'm really done. So whereas, you know, so you'll just know there's a natural sense of aliveness and enthusiasm and that those are all signals that the heart is open. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a natural sense of curiosity. The mind is open. There's a natural sense of energy. You don't feel drained. So the body yeah. is open. Yeah. You know, there's uh, even moments of deep enlivenment maybe because mm-hmm. the essence of the person, like you're, you're touching your own essence in their presence and vice mm-hmm. versa. So. Wow. A lot of nuggets to pull from that for sure. A lot of um, wonderful things. And as I kind of threw in at some point, what a love fest, you know, the, the love that I have for you. And I know that you feel it's so wonderful to celebrate that in conversation of sisterhood and to be able to hopefully give some insights to others who might be yearning for something deeper to say it's possible. It's possible. Lean in and be curious. And um, you don't have to have my 80-20 rule, um, but have high standards, whatever that is for you. And, you know, just allow yourself to be 
just allow yourself to be and be met in, in many different ways. And that does take courage. It does take, um, as, as you talked about, um, you know, letting go of the, or moving away from the wounding that we might or may, may or may not have had. And there's so much, so much to pull from this, but I hope that there is a lot there to say, here's at least one example of two people who love each other deeply and, you know, we're sisters. That's a hundred percent for me. And I know that no matter what happens in the world, no matter where we are in the world, there will always be that check-in. There will always be that, if I'm feeling something, I can express it. There will always be that open, honest, clear line of communication, opening up our heart energy to each other, because it's what we've cultivated in the many years of the foundation of it, that now it's about the tree blossoming and growing with you know, the food and nurturing and light that it got at the start. So I hold you, dear sister, in high respect and reverence and and so, so, so much love. Anything you want to say before we wrap up? Well, there's just something, as you were sharing just now, that came of your words that you said earlier that I think is good to remind everyone. It's uh, the things that you look for in the other, give that abundantly. Mm. Yes. Mm. Well. Thank you so much for your love, for your time, for your presence. And I can't wait to share this with everyone. Um, and I'm sure we'll be doing some more of these in future at Absolutely. some point. And yeah. especially, I would love to hear back from people, like how this landed and yeah, me too. inspired them and what they got out of it. I think that'll be amazing. So thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please feel free to share it with your friends and remember to subscribe. From my heart to yours, sending you love, healing, and sound wherever you are.